This message was presented at the GYC 2015 conference called Chosen Faithful in Louisville, Kentucky. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. Okay, we're going to begin to settle down where we're starting in just a, just a few. Oh, yes. While you're settling in, let me just give this announcement. Um, we have run out of handouts, and they can't, they can't make any more, but you can still get them through the digital. Um, if you want those handouts, because the quotes that I'm using, all of them are on there, and... Um, if you want those, then you can sign. There's a list up here that you can sign. Um, and uh, they, 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 it'll shoot into my email address, and they'll get it. You can get it that way. Is that? Yes, yeah, so there's email addresses on there, or if you give your email, those Okay, you put your email on there, and they'll, it'll be digitally sent to you, or you get my email address, which is G. Jackson, G. Jackson, 1231-1231 at AOL.com, and it will be on my, um, on my, webs, uh, my email. G. Jackson, 1231 at AOL.com. Or just sign up and leave your email, and they'll send it to your email address. That would be the easier way, Okay. Uh, also, you know, I have, I have some books that I've written on these topics. They'll be available in time, but I'm just letting you know uh, because I've had a couple of questions on uh, things, and they, and they was asking that I have books on it, and I'm just letting you know. I'll tell you more about that later. I don't want to get bogged down tonight. I want you to stay on this right here. We're going to go now into the, uh, the session two, uh, and my name is Gregory Jackson, and this is session two. And the topic is surrender, the key to righteousness by faith. The substance of everything is surrender. And we're going to see how it's the key to righteousness by faith, which is the gospel. Again, here is one of the clearest definitions. It is the clearest definition. That's why, again, I know this is inspired of God. You will never see this kind of quote anywhere else. No other commentary that you get on the Bible, will give you this. It's awesome. Notice what it says. Holiness is constant agreement with God. Holiness is constant agreement. Best definition of holiness I've ever seen. You see, if we're going to deal with righteousness by faith, we have to get a new definition. We have to redefine, just like you had to redefine goodness in the last session. Everything, each session, you're going to have to redefine some things. You're going to have to, we're going to have to redefine our understanding of righteousness, holiness. Here's the best definition. Holiness is constant agreement with God. Constant, constant. Continually, the enemy of God will seek to draw us away from our allegiance. But while we cleave to him who, who gave himself for us, we are safe. We're safe. And that's... Uh, HP, huh? No. In high places? In high places. Uh, huh? In heavenly places. That's it. In heaven. I, I, I got, got a senior moment. In heavenly places, uh, page 33, paragraph 4. 
in heavenly places, page 33, paragraph 4. Best definition. Now, here's the traditional definition that we as Adventists traditionally have always done. We're going to ask, what is sin? We say this with much fervor. Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law, for sin is transgression of the law. That is a definition. That is a definition. But you must understand that definition. And you must not stop at that verse if you're going to fully understand it and fully quote it. You, got to, you have to deal with the whole context, all of it. Because we can use the Bible to say anything as long as we take it out of context. So it says, whosoever committed sin transgresses also. In, in addition to, you also transgress the law. Because, you know, and it's going to say, for sin is transgression of the law. It is that. But notice what comes after that. And this sets it up. Verse 5. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And, oh my goodness. And in him is what? Woo, woo, woo. That's a powerful statement. Listen, it is not going to just stop there. This stuff is awesome what it says. Whosoever abideth in him. Constantly agree with him. That's how you abide. And you understand why you had to constantly agree in a minute. But anyway, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Now, folk, if you don't, if you into behavior, you're not gonna be able to handle that question, that quote right there. You're not gonna be able to. If you, so what I'm telling you right now, you're going to have to redefine your definition of sin too. If you accept the definition of righteousness, it will help you define what sin is. If righteousness is constant agreement with God, and that means abiding in him, guess what sin is? Not abiding in him. And I'm going to tell you why in a little while. But just hold on to these concepts. They're radical. But they're true. And that's what's going to bring the difference, this change. You see, if we stay stuck on what we've always believed and don't move forward, truth is progressive. If the pioneers didn't accept the Sabbath, they did, you know, they never got to the Sabbath truth. But there's still more truth to understand in the Sabbath, which I'm going to get to. But if you don't accept the new truth that comes, new light that shines on the old truths, that brings, and the way you can tell it, it doesn't do away with the old truth, it magnifies it. And you're going to see how this thing magnifies, takes it to a whole nother level, further than we've taken it before. And, and, if you, and if you want to stay stuck on the traditional, then you won't move to the next level. And Jesus is in movement. That's why they call this a movement, because we want to stay stuck, because truth is progressive. Anyway, Whosoever abideth him, because Jesus is going to lead you, Holy Spirit is going to lead you to all truth. He said, you don't know it all now, but you just get in Christ, and the Holy Spirit is going to guide you. And then when he guides you, you agree. And as long as you agree, you're holy because you're in Christ. So, whosoever abides in him, sinneth not. Sinneth not. And they don't transgress the law because the law is based on two principles. Supreme love to God is Jesus. And when you love him, then unconditional love to your brother and sister. And in Christ, he'll lead you there. Oh, boy, I wish I had time. To, well, 
Maybe I'll get there. If, if you really want to know how to love your enemy, remind me if I can come back to this. How do you love people that are doing you wrong and they're constantly doing you wrong? And does that mean, you know, how do you do that? Help me get back there if we have time. If not today, tomorrow. Then with the last session, we're going to have question and answer. But anyway, so whosoever by them, no, 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 but it doesn't stop there. Look at this. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Woo! For his seed remaineth him, and he cannot sin. I'm going to come back to that because he is born of God. We're going to come back to that, but here's, here's what Jesus said. John 15, 4 through 6. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Do you hear that? It is an absolute truth. You cannot produce fruit if you are not in Christ. You can't do it. I don't care how holy your work is. That's what the Pharisees, and that's what makes a legalist. The Pharisees were good legalists. They said, well, we're going to do it. And I've been there, done that, best legalist around. Adventists can be the best legalists in the world. You know why? Because we have more facts than anybody else. The more facts you have, the more legal you can be. So it's a good thing that we can be because we have more of the facts. But we have to get the truth in those facts. And so he says, without me, you can do, except it abide. It said, you cannot bear fruit. It cannot, the branch can't bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace. But without me, you can do some things. You can do a couple of things. You can do one thing. You can do no thing. We don't believe that. Listen to how we talk. We don't say that. Say, well, what must I do? Well, you need to start praying more. You need to start uh, studying your Bible more. Those are all works of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit in you. You can read and study your Bible in the flesh, and all you get is some facts, and you get legalistic and self-righteous. That's what you get. You get judgmental, and then you see in the church a whole lot of flesh with all this knowledge and all this truth that we've had, and we're still here. Why? If a man abide in me, not in me, listen to this. If a man doesn't abide in me, man, woman, boy, girl, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. That's heavy. He didn't say, if you don't keep the Sabbath holy, he said, if you don't abide in me. That's what he says. Many are going to come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, didn't I? And he's going to say, I never knew you. Okay. Are we talking about what, what, what's the key to it? So let's go back. See, see, no, no, no. Let's look at verse 9. Why does God put so much emphasis in abiding him. Why is surrender of the will daily so important and absolutely necessary? Why? Why? Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, doth not try to live outside of Jesus. Let me just say before I go further, you need to hear this. 
Anytime we walk in our flesh, everything we do is sin, including keeping the commandments. If you're in your flesh, you're in sin. You have to walk in the spirit. And the only way you can walk in the spirit is being Christ so he can crucify the flesh. And the life you live now is by his power in the spirit. That's the only way you can walk in the spirit. It's the only way. And we can only do one thing. And that's let Jesus crucify us. And then he transforms us. We're born again. Raised up in newness and walk through his power. And now in that state, even though you're not all the way there in behavior, there is no condemnation because it's guaranteed. And you go, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, and we're going to prove it in just a second. It's guaranteed by law, by law, that you're going to be righteous. But here's the key. Listen, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Sin is walking in your flesh, being outside of Christ. If you're born of God every day, you're in Christ. You don't sin because you're in Christ now. And his righteousness stands for your unrighteousness. And now you can grow in your space without being condemned. And it preserves the law because the law has to be obeyed day one. You don't have time to mess up the law. If you break the law, you die. But through grace, now Jesus can justify us and be just without taking the law down. It's not about getting holy. You have to be holy. And in Christ is the only way. Did you hear what I said? The only way. This was makes me desperate. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't care how much I learn. I don't care how much I pray. None of it, it's all dumb. If I don't know in Christ, I just want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Therefore, I do one thing, press toward the mark. For the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. When our people get here and we do this one work 24-7, Ah, God is going to work in and through us, and we're going to cut this work short in righteousness through his power. And it's so easy. Do you know I never rested so much? It's not a do-nothing thing. It's the greatest battle you ever fought, because giving it all to Jesus, giving him control of your life, that's the last thing we want to do. But Jesus will give us the strength to do that, and the joy we will experience in the peace the peace. Well, God, come on, come on, come on, Greg. His seed, his seed remaineth in him. That's why his seed remaineth in him. What does that mean? What is his seed? Here it is. Let's, I'm going to describe to you now the three laws of righteousness. Three laws, three laws, three laws, three laws. You must understand all three in order to deal with righteousness. Here they are. Romans 7.21. I find in a law, here is uh, his uh, the Apostle Paul, and he's talking about how his experience when he first he thought he could be righteous by obedience to law. And so he said, I tried it. And he said, now, nah. then he got confronted. He said, but then, you know, I found a law that when I tried to do good, sin was in me. So he said, now, 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 now he's describing the struggle of somebody converted. Here's the reason people say, well, when he was talking to Romans 7, he was talking about, no, he was talking about converted people. Look what he said. For I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. You know, that's a law. 
It's the law of sin. The law of sin. That's the first. But it goes contrary to the law of God. The first law is the law of God. Here it is. He says, for I delight in the law of God. That's a converted person because sinners do not delight in God's law. So stop saying, well, that was Paul before he was converted. No, that's Paul after he's converted. But he was a legalist when he came to him. And he said, I got to find. So he tried to do this. And the Lord said, no, 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 no. That's not the way, Paul. Because there's a law that defies, that makes it impossible for you to keep my law. That law is in your flesh. And even though the law of God is in your mind, the law of the flesh says, the more you try to keep it, all you do is reproduce sin. Because all your righteousnesses is filthy rags. For I delight in the law after the inward man, but I see another law. Uh-oh. There's a law of God that's in my mind that I delight and want to do. But there's another law, more powerful. I was born with this law. This law is a part of my flesh. And as long as I'm in my flesh, this law operates. I don't care how good it looks. law I see in my members warring against the law in my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members so when I say I'm going to not do it anymore I find myself doing it and when I say I'm going to do the right thing I don't now I don't care how strong your willpower is when it comes to being as righteous as God is, you can't do it. Now, you can measure yourself by brothers. Well, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. They're not your standard. Neither are they your savior. So stop measuring yourself by puny human beings and measure yourself by God. Now, can you do that? Can you be as holy as God? His law requires it. And it's not going to give you time to get there. Jesus made a way that's outside of obedience to law. It's by faith in Christ. And in him, it'll work. People say, well, faith, when surrender, that's do nothing. Not true, because we're going to see another law. But I need to understand, I need you to understand, with, you cannot be holy apart from Jesus. You cannot. Because there's a law. You're trying to defy law. Let me just say something. If I drop this pen, is this pen going to float up? Is it going to float sideways? Why isn't it? Well, I don't like that law. <laughs> I don't believe that law. That goes against what I was taught. But now, so the first law is the law of God. Just in your mind, I want to do right. I want to be holy like God. That's what the law requires. Be as holy as God is. I want to be that way. There's another law because we're born in sin that defies that, that says it's impossible, Gregory. You can never do it in your flesh. You can't. Because there's a law that's, that rules your life. It has you a slave. 
And even in your righteousness, it's filthy. Because it's all about self and it's not about God. You cannot love God with all your heart and you can't love your brother and your sister unconditionally. It's impossible. I don't care if you heard the sermon last night. You need to learn how to love. And that's true, but you can't do it. You can't do it. Not the way God requires it. People say, well, I, I forgive them, but I ain't forgot. That's not it. Well, I forgive them, but I got to get away from them. That's, you ain't going to be able to find a corner in heaven where you can get away from some folk. I love them, but I'm going to go to another church. Well, where are you going to go when you get to heaven? Flesh wants to run because flesh can't do it. But then we don't want to admit it. Just get real with God and say, Lord, I can't do that. If you don't do it in me, it will not happen. Oh, I wish I had time to tell you how a lot works. Let me just say this much. I can't. All right. So, see, let's get to to this third law. Let's get to the third law. So he cries out, oh, wretched man. That's where we need to be. Oh, wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from this body of this death. I thank God through Jesus. Here comes, the, here comes the Calvary now. Led by Jesus. Here we come. I'm in trouble. Here we come. Call on him. I thank God through Christ Jesus our Lord. So with the mind, I serve the law of Christ. But with the flesh, the law of sin. Wait a minute. It sounds like I'm in the same predicament. Okay, Christ has come. But now with the mind, I serve with the flesh, the law of sin. Yes, it's still the same. But there's a difference. Once you're in Christ, there's a difference. Why? Here's another law. Romans 8, second verse, second chapter, 1 through 4. It says, therefore, there is therefore, when you're in Christ, there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Ah, let's stop right there for In Christ, I am made holy and righteous immediately. I said it that way for emphasis. Immediately. That's called justification. And people say, well, now you got to make sure. Just do the one thing, because if you stay in Christ, your sanctification is guaranteed. Guaranteed. Guilt-free righteousness. Sounds too good to be true. It's the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ. So a sinner like me, can preach this gospel with power because of Jesus. Ex-drug addict, ex-womanizer, and on down the line. But Jesus saves. Jesus saves. There is no condemnation because there's a law. In Christ Jesus, that defies the law of sin and makes it possible. Have you ever wondered why a plane can fly? It defies the law of gravity that all that metal can get up in there and fly. Now, when you step on a plane, you better believe you put in a lot of faith when you sit your haunches down in that seat. Because all that metal can't fly. I mean, that plane weighs, weighs much more than me, and I can't fly. If you don't believe you can't fly, get up on the top of it and jump off and see what happens. 
But we get on that plane. You know why? Because there's another law. The law of aerodynamics that defies the law of gravity and makes it possible for me to fly when without that, I could never do it. Well, there's another law in God. In Jesus, when you're in Jesus, there is no condemnation because there's another law that works that guarantees you will be sanctified as long as you abide. Abide. The one thing, abide. That's right. Stay in your seats, folk. It may get a little rocky, but put the seatbelt on. Don't go nowhere. Stay there. We're going to get through. We're going to get through. All right, now. Now, so, 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 Now, let's see. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law of God could not do. Do you hear what I said? The law of God could not do it. No flesh shall be justified by the deeds of the law. None. I don't care how hard you work. I don't care what you know. I don't care how you fast and pray. You can go 40 days and 40 nights. But you will still end up you. In the flesh. And you may change some outer behavior, but you can't change your soul. Your character. Only Jesus can do that. Now, there's a law. The spirit of life in Christ. It's called spirit of life because you know what? We, when we come to Jesus, I don't care how holy you may think you are. Paul was he thought he was pretty holy. He said, I was, all, I was all that in a bag of chips till I met Jesus. Then I died. See, we are born dead in trespasses and sin. The spirit has to quicken us and make us alive in Jesus. And as long as we abide, it'll keep on quickening us and killing this flesh. Because when you come, there's a whole lot of flesh in there we don't know about. And Jesus says, don't worry about it. I got you. Long as you stay in me, long as you keep on surrendering, that's the key. It's guaranteed. There's no condemnation. When I show you you, you are unworthy and it will make you sick. But you just give it over to me because I didn't show it to you to condemn you. I showed it to you to save you because guess what? I'm doing a saving work. I'm changing your number. I'm going to get there later in the last series. I'm changing your number from sinful six to seven righteous. Six, six, six. All right. For the law could not do in that it was weak where? Through the flesh. Only Jesus can kill us and then we come back alive. You can't die and come back. And let me say something else. The Bible says the soul that sinneth, it shall what? You either die in Christ and come alive or you're going to be die in your sin. Whatever way you got to die. So I choose to die in the way that I get life because you're already dead. In Christ, you could die so you can get life. That's why I spirit of life. Now, and it's guaranteed. I love this thing. And I'm telling you that many times I come to the Lord and I feel like this because I see truly myself and the stuff I thought was righteous ain't nothing but flesh. Like one time I shared the Bible with my friends and it was in the spirit said, Greg, you didn't show that. Yeah, you wanted them to see, but you also wanted them to see all them marks up so you show how much you study. I said, Lord, forgive me. Ain't nothing but some flesh. Pride. Pride. 
all up in there. And you know, if somebody told me I'd have done that, I'd have been ready to fight. You don't know what you're talking about. I did that because I wanted them folks to see it, but God showed me me. And then he said, don't feel condemned, Gregory. I'm showing you that. Now you just give it over to me and say, Lord, that, that makes you more hungry for me. Please, Lord, take control of this flesh. Kill me, Father. Get rid of it. It makes me sick. And I cry out the more, I, the more he showed me, the more I seek after him, the more I want Jesus. More about Jesus I would know. More of love to others show more of him. I just want to know more about him. So here's what happens. That the righteousness, he does all this, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but walk after the spirit. Agreement with God. Keep on agreeing and you keep staying in Christ and then you're walking in the spirit. But if you stop agreeing with him, then you no longer abide. Now you're in your flesh and now you're in sin. But if you're in Christ, you cannot sin because his righteousness stands in your behalf and his righteousness guarantees that you will be like him when he's through. If that ain't good news, I don't know, makes me shout. That's why in glory, we're going to be, oh, Lord. Anyway, let's go. Uh, no, 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 no. That's, no, no, I don't have time for that. Let me just read this quote taken from Acts of the Apostles. Again, man, I'm telling you, when you really understand, when you really seek it, the, the, the divine, the, the inspired commentary right on it. It says, Acts, Acts of the Apostles, page 52, paragraph 5, says, having both convicted of sin, because it tells you the, the Spirit convicts of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Then it breaks down, here's the commentary, here's the inspired commentary. Having both conviction of sin, and presented before the mind the standard of righteousness, convicted of sin and righteousness. Because the standard of righteousness is Jesus. Conviction of sin, sin is you didn't believe in the Lord. Of sin because you believe not in him. You believed in yourself and you walked in the flesh. Of righteousness because he's gone to the Father and he pleased his righteousness. So you see sin is walking in my flesh. Righteousness is coming to Jesus so he can crucify my flesh. Then he says, then, then judgment, now judgment takes place. Judgment is the Holy Spirit revealing all of our secret sin, how the flesh is so in control of everything. It says this Holy Spirit withdraws the affection. This is the work of judgment. The Holy Spirit, not me, not gritting my teeth. This comes naturally when I'm in Christ. The Holy Spirit withdraws the affections from the things of this earth and fills the soul with a desire for hope. Trust me, that's a process of time. Because you, a lot of times we think we, it's just like this, like uh, the Wizard of Oz. I click my heels, I'm in Kansas. No. Sow to the Spirit. Because if you sow, you reap. If you sow to the Spirit, you reap. Every See, we've been, and then he says, and then it says, for in due season, if you faint not, you will reap. Why? Because you've been sowing to the flesh forever. And now you start sowing to the Spirit. It's going to be a process of time. I'm still not as holy as I want to be. I'm better than I was because I saw it clearly. But I'm saying, Lord, I want to be like you. And, he, and the closer I get to him, the more he shows me I'm not like him. And I say, Lord, and if I don't keep my eyes on Jesus, I get discouraged. I get discouraged. But he says, Greg, it's not, there's no condemnation. And the spirit keeps on reviving me because even this morning I said, Lord, I'm not worthy to preach this truth. 
I want to be more representative of it. And God has made me more representative. You know, if I measure myself by most people, I'm doing pretty good. If I ain't measuring myself by none of y'all, I mean, Jesus, man, and I'm saying, Lord, I'm so far from you. I'm not worthy. I want to represent you better in my life. And the Lord says, I got that, Gregory. I'll keep you, and I'll use you in spite of yourself. But don't you ever get the big head. I'm telling you, if you walk with the Lord, he keeps you humble. He will. That's why it says, if you walk with God, you have to walk humbly. Because trust me, the closer you walk to him, the more he will show you how messed up you really are. And you become humble naturally. You can't be proud and walk with Jesus. It's impossible. If you're proud about your accomplishment, you don't know the Lord. What makes you fall, David, is you start thinking, I'm king. I'm all right. I did this and I did that. That's when we use a shepherd boy. You trusted in the Lord. You said, I can't do anything without him. You killed a lion, a bear, and a giant. Oh, but now that God has exalted you. You got all up into your flesh now. And you forgot to do the one thing every day. Oh, yes, you were close back in the day, but this is today. Every day you got to do it. And if you're walking with him, if you stay in him, he'll keep you wanting to do it because He'll keep you seeing who you are and how hopelessly lost you are without him. Matter of fact, it doesn't get less, it gets deeper. So whenever you get that way, it's because you've turned away from the one thing and got busy doing other stuff that you thought was right. Well, I got to spend more time. I got to get out of here. Yeah, well, those are results. You do it at God's pace. You do it when God says do it. I don't do everything people say I ought to be doing to be righteous. They say, well, we're going to go out here and we're going to do this. I'm not trying to knock anything, but really... I tell people, don't, when I'm going out, I go out when I feel inspired, and I say, well, folk, I'm going, want to go join me. I say, but if God is not inspiring you to do it, don't go. Don't go. You know, we think, well, if I don't go out, I don't let it. Wrong. That's control. And we get, we get caught up in numbers. Well, if I got 30,000, I got a better chance. Lord, say, so you got too many. I only want 300 right, for this time assignment right here. And I'll put my heart, I'll put it in them, but you got to be walking with the Lord to know it. If you say in the Lord, he'll let you know, you go with this one. If it ain't, I don't do it. If God, people say, well, we're going to fast today. I say, I ain't until God tell me. I don't call a fast for the whole church. We like to be God. See, we like to be God. When we do evangelism, we try to control everybody's actions. Because we want to we wanna baptize a certain number. That's God's business too. We're all up in God's business. And then we make saints feel like they don't have a walk with the Lord because they didn't do what we required. We are God. And if you don't do this, you don't love the Lord. That's self. If you trust that it's God's business, then you put it out there and say, if you feel convicted, then join me. If not, don't worry about it. And let God be God. And let God work with folk. But we can say, we want numbers. We say, well, we had... 3,000 folk out passing out literature. You should have had five, maybe. Because too many was not representing right. And so when they looked, yeah, they knocked on doors. That made you feel good. But what God looked at is what they saw when they opened it. This is the way we've been thinking for years, and we have to stop it. Let go of the reins and let God be God and he'll take us home.
But we have to get out of the way. Having bought conviction of sin, he will guide you into all truth. The Savior declared, if men are willing to be molded, that's the key. Are we willing? If men are willing to be molded, there will be brought about a sanctification of the whole being. He'll do it. He will do it. It's guaranteed. I thank God for Jesus. It, there will be brought about our sanctification of the whole being. The spirit will take the things of God. The spirit will take the things of God. The spirit will take the things of God and stamp them on the soul. Guaranteed. By his power, the way of life will be made so plain that none need err therein. Whew. Good news. Jesus saves. Have you heard the joyful sound? Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Spread the glad news all around. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Ah, the germination of the seed. This, this, this to let you know it's, it's, it's over a process of time and you won't always see it. Stop looking for it. Trust God. I'm going to tell you the best way to measure it, though. Don't measure it by how well you do out of behavior. I'm going to have another quote later on. Measure it by how much you love your enemies. That's how I see my growth. That's how I see my, because see this, the character is God's love. Flesh does not love selflessly. It doesn't. There's always got to be a reason why I love you that's tied in the way you treat me or the way you're connected to me. But God's love will get me to the place where I start loving better. I'm growing in it. Where I start, the way I used to hold a grudge forever, I don't. I might hold it for two days where before I hold it for a year. <laughs> or for the rest of your life, depending on how you did it. But God will start breaking me down. And I see, I can't hold it. And I'm going to tell you something else. I've realized that, and in, in, in my wife, we, we get a little something, and pride will, see, pride makes stupid flesh. I want to win the argument. I want to win my way. And I would, I would say, in the Lord, 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 I'm going to tell you how foolish my flesh is. I would say, Lord, I ain't going to pray right now because I know what you're going to do. You're going to make me forgive. And I ain't going to say, I'm sorry. You're going to make me go and say, I'm sorry. And I ain't ready yet. I want to I wanna make them suffer a little bit. I don't want to say, I'm sorry. No. The Lord said, now you just locked yourself into unhappiness. So I got to sit around like this. That's why I say, I'm acting crazy. I can't even enjoy my life. Let me go and say, I'm sorry. And then I can enjoy myself. Anyway, anyway. Some of y'all don't want to even sit on the same side of the church because you didn't hold a grudge. You didn't forgot what you're mad about. You're just mad. Anyway, uh, it says, its growth is silent and imperceptible, yet it is continuous. So is the development of the life of Christians. You just, by faith, trust him, stay in him. At every stage of development, our life may be what? What's that word? Ah. Uh, yet if God's purpose for us is fulfilled, there will be a continual advancement. If you keep on agreeing, because God's going to show you you. Yes, he will. Through judgment. Sanctification is the work of a lifetime. As long as I'm living, I'm going to be growing. You know what? When you get to heaven, you're going to keep on growing. You're going to grow in perfection. You'll be perfect, but you're going to grow more and more like God. Yes. Throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity, you will never stop growing. 
As our opportunities multiply, our experience will enlarge, our knowledge will increase. We shall be strong to bear responsibility and our maturity will be in proportion to our privileges and the privileges in Jesus Christ. Christ's object lessons, 65, paragraph 2. Let me keep on going. Let's go. This then is the message. First John, 1, 5 through 10. This then is the message. How, how am I doing in time? I'm just curious. Oh, I'm real good. Real good. This then is the message which we have heard in, of him. This is the, what, Paul, what, 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 what John is saying. I'm going to tell you the whole, here's, here's, here's the conclusion of the matter. This is the message. After you heard all this, here's the end. And we declared unto you that God is light. And in him, in Christ, is no darkness at all. See, this is how the Lord works, the Lord of Spirit. If we say that we have fellowship with him through surrender. And walk in darkness, we lie. Walk in darkness about ourselves, our own spiritual condition. So what does that say about the Laodicean church, which is God's church? That said, we're rich and increased goods. And the Lord said, no, you're filthy, wretched, poor, naked, wretched, and blind. Because huh? we've been taught. That righteousness is by obedience to law instead of righteousness is surrender daily, continually to Jesus. And as long as we think it's obedience to law, we will walk in our flesh. I'm going to grit my teeth. I'm going to be holy. I'm going to look good in front of my, my fellow Christians. So they'll say, oh, you know, so-and-so, he's a good Christian. He, you know, he don't, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, he, he doesn't violate, he, he guards well the edges of the Sabbath. See, how do you guard well the edges of the Sabbath? Make sure you're in Christ. Then you can relax and rest. You people say, well, well, how do you keep, what do you do on the Sabbath? I say, I do whatever I want. Huh? I do that for shock, but I say, yeah, because I, I make sure I do the one thing that makes it, I, 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 every day I, I do what Sabbath is. I rest in Jesus. I trust. And, and then, you know what? I don't worry about what I'm going to say. I say what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell you something. As long as you're guarding what you say, you are thinking and saying your own thoughts. Because Jesus ain't guarding it, so guess who is? So whatever came out your mouth or didn't come out your mouth came out because you thought it was right or didn't come out because you thought it was wrong. So you're thinking and saying your own thoughts. The only way you cannot say your own thoughts is to be surrendered. And then you rest in Jesus. Rest in Jesus. You're not working to be holy. You're doing the one work, walk, work of righteousness that leads to rest. And now you can just rest in Jesus. I say whatever I want to say. And guess what? When I'm going too far in the subject, the Holy Spirit say, Greg, that's enough. That's enough. Don't talk. Get away. Stop it. Say this. Whatever. He'll let me know. And there are times, and, and there's some other people that can carry on with that conversation because that is where they are in their walk with God. I don't judge them, but I let God be God of their lives. I know he told me to shut up, so I go, I do whatever he told me to do. You can keep on doing it, and unless God has told you, you're still not in sin because sin is when you are no longer abiding in Christ. As long as you abide in Christ, the Holy Spirit will convict you at your level, at your pace. See, with God, he can adjust and adapt his law 
to where you are and you can be who you are and he and he'll grow naturally in him and you'll enjoy every moment of your life because it's not condemned and he'll let you grow in your space without condemnation. And it's guaranteed, folk. And so I don't have to watch you and try to be Lord of your life and say, you know, you know, now you didn't heard this health message. You still eating this stuff. What I do is I say, Lord, I learned this thing. Now take control of my appetite. And today, today, all that I eat, all that I drink and all that I do, let me do it to your glory. And God takes me at my pace. And I relax. I relax. Well, what do you eat? Whatever I want. Because I trust God will order and do what he promised. And trust me, he does. He does. So, in him is no darkness. If we walk, if we say we're in him and we, 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 we walk in darkness about our own spiritual condition, not somebody else's, our own, we'll lie. But, if we continue to agree and walk in the light, because it takes agreement, as he is the light, guess what happens? We have fellowship one with another. That's God and, and each, we, each other too, because we give him. And the blood, this is guaranteed. I said guaranteed by law. Well, I don't feel like it's happening. Drop that pen. I don't think that's the truth. Drop that pen. Doesn't matter what you feel. If we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, does what? From what? Oh, not some. I want that to sink in your head because this is new stuff for most of us. I know it is. Now, now, if we walk in light, how do you walk in the light? Here it is. 15, thank you. Ha. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost, because I'm not. Uh, if we say we have what? Woo, I'm going to come back there. I got to read, read the whole thing. That's deep right there. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. I want you to hear that part. And the truth is that we're in darkness. And so that says if you can walk and don't, because God is light. He's going to shed it. And if you're in darkness, you say you want the light. You're a lie. That's what it said. So if we say we have no sin, you're a lie. But wait a minute. Didn't he say he, he, you can't sin when you're in Christ? That's true. You can. But guess what? In Christ, he convicts you of sin and you're not condemned because you're covered by his righteousness. And you have to admit that you are sinful. If you want to stay in no sin. <laughs> Anyway, here, and then we, here's, here's how we stay. If we what? Our what? Sins. He is faithful and just to do what? And to what? Ah. From how much? Oh. Now, if we say we have not sinned, you'll lie again. Now, here's, let, me, let me put this practically. When you're in Christ, there's a law of the spirit that will constantly lead you into deeper and deeper levels of what you need to know about yourself. There are many things I've yet to tell you. 
but you're not able to bear them right now. But when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will show you about me, Jesus, and he will glorify me. He'll give it to you. Now you have to agree. That's why he said it's expedient for you that I go. Because if I don't go, then the Holy Spirit won't come. And if he doesn't come, see, he's going to make it possible for what I accomplished to be in you. Everywhere. And once he comes, you can be with me and I can be with you all the time. And in me, he'll do his work of sanctification. Guaranteed by law. Therefore, I don't have any condemnation. When you see it, don't feel condemned. Just agree. <laughs> Holiness is agreement with God. Oh, you're talking about good news. Now, when you start, when you have this good news in you, you can't hold it. People say, what, what, what makes you so happy? Jesus. <laughs> well, do you know what he's doing for my life? Oh, my goodness. I want to tell you some things about him what he's doing, and he'll do it for you. You don't have to stay toe up from the flow up. He will, the moment you give it over to him, your life's going to change. I wish I had time to deal with being healed immediately. Oh, I wish I had time. But anyway, if we say that we have, well, so let's just say, conviction of sin, conviction of sin. Sin, he doesn't convict us of sins. You can't confess your sins until you accept the fact of the conviction of sin. Sin is living in your flesh and thinking you can do it on your own. He'll convict you how you have been trying to be holy how you, by, by your obedience. He'll convict you of how you've been trying to control your life by working hard and getting the money, trying to be God in, the, in all these areas. He's going to convict you of how you're about control, trying to, instead of being, you see, uh, we're control freaks. Control freak is a person that wants to be God, and that's all of us. And he'll convict you to show you how deep that thing is in us, not to condemn us, so we can be transformed from that number six to number seven. So that when that seal and testing time come, there's no six, just seven. Because the mark of the beast is six, 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 the number of a man. Man taking God's place. The father, six, the son, six, the Holy Ghost. Trying to do the work of all those three. And when we have no power, because we can't buy no more. Can't sell. Now all we can do is trust Jesus. You'll receive that mark. I don't care how much you know. You can quote the 2700, uh, no, 2400. Well, I don't forgot. I know what it is. And I can quote it. <laughs> 2300 days. 27 doctors. I mean, we can go on the line and we'll stand in line and receive them all. Because the six is in us and the beast has your number. It's the number of the name of the beast. It's six because six is sinful. He controls everybody that walks in the flesh because the flesh is the denomination of him. And if you don't change that number to seven, that beast will control you. Ten. 
All right. And we're going to get into that deeper when we get into session number five about the seal of God. Okay. Now, if we say we have not sinned, now we can't see our sins because we are in the flesh and the flesh can't see how sinful we are. Now we can't confess them. Now we're still in them. But if we confess our sin, Lord, yes, I have been. You're right. I have. It's been me trying to control it. Now we can see the sins that we committed as a result of that. I was doing this. That was all about me. He shows it to me. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I thought I was doing a holy thing when I let them read that Bible. And you let me know. When I got up and walked out, I thought I had to go to the bathroom. But what I wanted to do is show off my new suit and how good I looked in it. Had a little swag when I walked. God can only do that. You tell me that, I'm ready to fight you. What? You can't tell me that. Anyway, okay, okay, let's see. Holy is constantly with God. Uh, uh, oh, Here, second, it's in your readings. Uh, uh, uh. Select the message, uh, book two, uh, uh, 32, uh, page 32, paragraph three. Uh, it's in your, uh, look it up. It's, uh, I, I don't know if I had time to read all that. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know how I sound. Right. Uh, perfection of the flesh. Ah, uh, yeah. You read that. You read that. Read that. Woo! It's powerful, though. Read it. Okay. Uh, uh, read it. Uh, Steps of Christ, 652. 652. Read it. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Do we, how much time we got? Okay. Tell me the love. Here's, here's her love. I, I was in, uh, uh, I, I was pastor for 36 years. I went to seminary. And I mean, I mean, I'm serious in love the Lord. I was, I was in a seminary. Uh, <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I was in seminary, but, but, but I've always been in sports, very, very, been very athletic, very good at athletics, still very athletic. Still, you know, I'm 66 years old, and I, I probably outrun most of y'all sitting up in here. But, but that's, that's flesh talking. But anyway, uh, it, 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 I, I was there, and I was always very good at sports, and I hadn't played basketball in a long time, so I was very rusty. And on Tuesday nights, they let the community come in, and those boys can ball. You know, they can ball. They, 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 play. they live on the court like I used to live on the court. And so my stuff had eroded, and it's been years since I played. But I said, I'm going to do something physical, you know, some kind of exercise. I, said, I know I'm good at that. So I'm going to go there and ball on Tuesday night because I want the competition. Yeah. So I'm out there. We playing. And this guy, and it was the devil using him. He, he talking about, he, 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 he's, he's, he's really challenging my manhood. And he's saying, man, you old chump, man. You can't play no ball. What you even come out there for? Get out, man. You can't. He's blowing me away, too, because I'm, I'm fumbling the ball. Cause I didn't ball. So it's halfway true. And I'm saying, wait a minute now, because old Greg started rising up. I said, wait a minute. He does not know who he's talking to. He think he's talking to a little goody-goody boy that's been in the church all their life and don't know how to handle himself. I'm going to introduce him to Gregory Jackson. And he's going to stop that fooling. And I said it in my mind, I said, but I I'm not going to act a fool up here on the basketball court. Because I am a pastor. <laughs> but when I get outside in the parking lot, I know how to do this thing. Because I'm going to position myself in the dark. When I'm going to position myself in a certain position, act like, and I'm gonna say, act like I'm going to my car. We're going to be parked next to each other. I don't care where it's parked. And we're going to be parked together. <laughs> and, uh, 
And when I get in the right spot, I'm going to turn around and introduce him to Gregory Jackson, the chump that he's been calling me all night, and let him know what he's dealing with. Then the Holy Spirit said, Gregory, stop playing, get your stuff, and go home. I didn't hear, I didn't listen the first time because I was determined. He done made me so, he done degraded me and made me, you know, and I'm from the street, from the old school, and you cannot talk, you cannot, disrespect you cannot do because if you let somebody disrespect you, you might as well hang up and go home because you done lost it. So this guy's disrespecting me. I'm saying, I mean, I could stand a little bit of it, but he done took me to another level. And I'm saying, no, he got to pay the price. He's got to pay the price. Well, the Holy Spirit convicted me again. And by the time we had kind of settled that game, the Holy Spirit said, Gregory, get your stuff and go home. Do not play another game. So I listened to that. I said, okay, guys, I'm out of here because we won. We won. Not because of my before. Not because so we won. I, and then I get myself and I'm going home. But I'm in the car, man. And I'm, I'm mad with the Lord. I even got to play. I mean, I'm crying in tears because I, I wanted to do something. I said, Lord. Because in my mind, I, I could see myself. I said, I was all the way home. I'm saying, I got him in that. And I'm, mm, 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 out of done. I'm, so I'm whipping his butt in my mind going home. And uh, what I could have done. Then I got there. And normally, my natural nature is I'm a sweetsaholic by nature. All I have to do if I'm feeling bad, give me a little sweets in there. And it's a well with my soul. Everything's lovely. At least for a little while. Give me some sweets. It's all good. For a minute. But the Lord said, nope. Go to, your, go to your bedroom and phone yourself. And I started, and I was wrestling with God, angry, praying, crying, saying, Lord, why do I always have to be the nail? Why can't I be the hammer sometimes? I'm always the nail. Come on now, Lord. Why is this your thing? Because this man, this woman, you know, I just, 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 just you know, come on. And, and God just worked with me. And he gave me peace. But, you know, I, now, three days, and he gave me peace enough because at first I couldn't, I couldn't go to sleep. He gave me peace that enough that I went to sleep. But I still had a little, and every time it came back, the Holy Spirit said, pray, Gregory. Three days later, I saw the guy. Down, we went to town and saw a guy. And it surprised me. I actually felt good about him. And I, when I said, man, I'm glad to see you, I meant it. There was no animosity. Now, the question is this. When did I start loving and showing love to him? Was it, was it when I saw him and actually felt it or when I immediately did what the Holy Spirit told me to do, even though when I ride home, I was kicking his hind parts? When did I show love? The moment I surrendered to the voice of God. And I didn't feel love because love is not how I feel. Love is not even what I do. Love is God. And when you surrender to God, all that you do doesn't matter. It is out of love because God is love. He'll deal with your feelings in time. So the moment I surrender, I love my enemies. And God will fix me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. The way, the truth, and the life. In Jesus' name, amen. This message was recorded at the GYC 2015 conference called Chosen Faithful in Louisville, Kentucky. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, 
seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered, and soul-winning Christians. To download or purchase other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.